Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Gambit Podcast. It's Grand Arena and Territory War-focused podcast. We have both going on this week, and I am SoloBase15. I'm here with my good friend, Zareth. Zareth, how are you? I'm doing well, Solo. Uh, yeah, Territory War is going, and it. You know, we always say that we talk about Territory Wars, and we never talk about Territory Wars, really. <laughs> it, it occurs uh, sometimes to me. we do. Right, yeah. Sometimes we're like, oh, and that that's helpful in Territory Wars, too. And then we move on. No, we do talk about it some, but um, that's something we should probably be talking about more, I'm guessing. Probably. Except for I find every Territory War is basically the same at this point. <laughs> you know, you're going to see 50 General Grievous teams, you're going to see 50 Newt teams, and... Uh, it's just kind of what filler is in there as well. Right. Uh, you know, that that's for us anyways. You know, we're, yeah. we, we tend to be in the higher end guilds uh, with, you know, with as, as is befitting our uh, esteemed <laughs> level of GP. Uh, but, you know, I, I know that's not the reality for everyone. I think that, uh, I mean, I, I knew that from the very start, like General Grievous, if we could make a wall of General Grievous, that would be amazing. And it wasn't just like, I wasn't just some visionary. I think it, it's just fairly obvious. Like Grievous is magic on defense. Right. In territory yeah. wars. You know, and, and yeah, it, it, he can be so frustrating to deal with. And the fact is, like, even though, even if you have a bunch of people who are good at PvP and can deal with General Grievous, the odds are you're not going to have 50 people. Like, some of the really crazy guilds do, but, you know, people are going to stumble on that Grievous team. It's really great for efficiency. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a good team to trip people up. Um, just because you don't face it all the time. But... Even in Arena, you faced the, uh, you know, suicide droids, which is nothing like the droid team that you end up facing in Grand Arena. Or Territory War, I should say. Right. Well, uh, you know, Territory War and Grand Arena are actually, you know, they're, they're so linked. And that's why we kind of just, you know, group the two together because you do see a lot of similar teams. But, you know, I, one thing that's really interesting to me in Territory Wars these days um, is I see a lot of General Grievous squad with, um, you know, BB-8 as the fifth member. And, you know, it's not necessarily a really hard team to counter, but, uh, you know, in Grand Arena, that or sorry, in Territory Wars, that can happen. It, people can all give up their BB-8s because you don't need Jedi Training Ray right now in Territory Wars to full clear. Um, you have good enough teams otherwise. Uh, so people are doing that, but then they try to translate that from uh, Grand Arena to, or, sorry, from Territory Wars to Grand Arena. And I love seeing people putting BB-8 with their Grievous because it's annoying to deal with, yes, but it also means their Jedi Training Ray team is just not going to be that good. <laughs> right. I was actually talking to someone today in uh, my alts guild, and... You know, he, he posted a score that he had uh, 1,860-something points. And so we asked him, what'd you fail on? He says, oh, well, I failed on Bounty Hunters with Jedi Training Ray because I had BB-8 on my General Grievous team. And I was like, well, there you go. That's why. 
<laughs> Problem solved, or at least mystery solved. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Whether that problem can ever be solved is another question. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it, and it's funny, you know, the what I found really interesting. So, you know, you and I solo have embarked on this really interesting um, experiment of um, our, uh, we're both running territory wars for another guild now. And um, they're, they're a guild that hasn't historically uh, had much focus on territory wars. They have great, they have really great rosters and they're good players, but like none of the officers have had that much interest in running it that much. And, you know, so they've had a string of losses and it's, it's been really interesting to, you know, introduce some of these counters and a lot of them are like, Whoa, I didn't know that was even possible. And to be fair, like there's stuff that I don't, I didn't know were possible, you know, necessarily like months ago either, you know, or even a month ago, some of them, but, um, you know, it's been fun to introduce them. And then these guys are just kicking butt. Honestly, it's been fun. I have no idea if we're going to win this one, but, uh, you know, we're facing a, a territory war uh, guild, or a territory war focused guild, I should say. And, you know, they sandbagged to get the matchup and stuff. So it'll be a pretty funny win if we do win. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, it would be good to get back to beating quote unquote better guilds. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, it, it would be nice. You know, the. The guild my main account is on currently is um, like we just face all the really obnoxious teams. It's like a top 30 guild and we just face other top 30 guilds and like sometimes we win and often we lose <laughs> and it, it, can, it can feel very frustrating at times, you know, and I don't even blame any like the whole guild is great. Everyone, all the members are, you know, on it and they, they have the motivation and it's just hard when you're facing a guild that's very similar to yours. Like, you know, if, if they're just a tiny bit more organized or maybe they even just get a little bit lucky in their choices for uh, defense and stuff, like, you just lose sometimes. Yeah. So. Anyways, uh, sorry to drag you into that. That wasn't even scheduled. So, <laughs> um, but, but honestly, to our listeners, it, what kind of things would you like to hear about territory wars? You know, that, that is something that we haven't talked as about as much, you know, we, we love grand arena so much that sometimes territory wars get shoved aside a little bit. And, you know, uh, we would love to hear, you know, questions, podcast questions, you know, once, and we'll explain that a little once we get to that section, but, um, you know, even just feedback on, you know, what, what kind of things you'd like to hear us talking about. We would welcome that kind of feedback. Um, anyway, so news for the week. Um, so why don't you talk a little bit? You made this observation the other day, uh, and I, I thought it was good. It, it was good and worthwhile. <laughs> yeah, well, if, if you looked at the journey guide, um, they had 17 kind of, placeholder places for Ray and Kylo. And so everyone figured that there was going to be 17 needed tunes. And uh, luckily CG has come out and said, no, 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 
each faction is only going to be required is only going to require 13 which you know it's good that's four less tunes than we we're expecting but I, when you look at the actual rosters of resistance or first order there is 13 tunes on resistance for the ground not including fleet but then you go to first order and there's only 10 so that tells me either they're going to release somebody, which I doubt, uh, somebody new, um, or they're factoring in fleets. So that by default means with resistance, somebody's not going to be used. Um, so I guess the question is, just in pure speculation land, who do you think are going to be not needed for resistance? <laughs> Well, it's so tricky. Like, I think that we're going to end up gearing everyone, anyways. Is my thought. Like, they're probably they'll probably be like, "Oh, don't worry, guys. You don't have to gear Holdo. Like, don't worry about her. <laughs> She's not required for this event." But you know what? We did create a ships meta that requires her ship specifically, and if she doesn't go first, then you lose. <laughs> So, so in fact, you need a Relic 7 with all 6E mods, Holdo. You know, like, I, I I guess I'm a little cynical on that end, at least on this point. Like, I, I think that maybe they're going to sneak a few things in. It's like, we probably don't need to gear Poe, like the original Poe. Uh, but his X-Wing is going to be needed, and he's going to need to be Relic'd if that X-Wing is going to get past the points threshold or something. Yeah, I, I mean that very well could be. I um, I don't know. Uh, there's going to be four, four people that in theory aren't needed, because between ground and fleet, there's 17 total resistance. Well, right now there's 16, but they've already told us that a cap ship is coming, so that cap ship would will be the 17th. Um. I'm kind of hoping that they just say you don't need Rose. That might be wishful thinking, but literally everybody else on Resistance, there can be an argument to gearing them. Um, you know, Haldo's not the best tank, but in a Resistance team, she can hold her own. Resistance pilot and... She can hold her own. <laughs> uh, resistance pilot and Poe, yeah, they're not fantastic on an, a resistance ground team, but Poe's ship for, I mean, before this Galactic Republic meta, Poe's ship was still being used by people to take out Houndstooth. So it's not that Poe's, you know, Poe's ship is actually still pretty decent, just doesn't fit in the current meta. Uh, you know. Oh so, yeah, I love that ship. That X-Wing is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the only resistance character that has absolutely zero use is Rose. Now, realistically, she was actually in the new movies. Um, so they're probably going to make us gear her. But I really hope that they don't. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, I, I think I was telling you my theory. Um, and actually, the more I think about it, I don't think it holds up. But I was kind of thinking like, okay, so they made us gear all the old school characters. 
this week, um, you know, or this two week segment, whatever. Uh, and then my, th- my theory was they're going to have us gear, um, the episode eight characters in the next segment. Um, and then we'll have ships in the third segment and then we'll have the, uh, new characters, the new release characters it, to gear episode nine in the fourth you know, I, I tend to seek that kind of pattern or symmetry. So it it sounds nice, but then it occurred to me at some point after I was telling you this that Jedi Training Ray and Kylo Ren Unmasked are actually uh, Episode Eight characters. They are, yep. So, um, the, like right there, I've just kind of dis- <laughs> disproved my own theory. But for some yeah. reason, I'm still clinging on to it. My brain is like, it's, I'm going to believe it until someone <laughs> tells me otherwise. Yeah, I um, I actually think that ships are going to be the last, you know, announcement, because there was a I don't remember if it was a data mine or a CG, just info dump, uh, but we were told that the release schedule is going to be three tunes, three tunes, three tunes, four. So my guess is it's ground, ground, ground fleet i could sure i mean that's pure speculation and that's strictly because the resistance fleet has when you add the cap ship has four total um ships in it and so that's my entire justification for that guess but uh, in my mind it i think it makes sense it, it very well could be my my only question mark so so the other question mark is are they going to require the new capital ship? That That is a good question. And I guess that all depends on how they release the cap ship. Because um, we've sort of gotten it three different ways now. Because we have the Thrawn, which is a legendary. You have the original three cap ships, which is the monthly recurring event. And then you have, you know... Kenobi and Malevolence that are you're buying with currency. So there's no kind of set pattern with how they're going to release new cap ships that aren't necessarily legendary. And who knows, these might be legendary cap ships. Um, we're supposed to find out, I think they said the beginning of February. We're already into the middle of February, but so we should be finding out soon, I would think. Yeah, maybe tomorrow. Could uh, be. You know, yeah. honestly. Tuesday and Wednesday are the days they usually... Monday's like their day of silence every week. They're very silent. Unless there's like, we did something wrong, guys, and we apologize for it. But <laughs> you're not actually going to be compensated for it. Right. Which is why but, when we talk about on the new, the news here, we're talking about last week's old news. Because we record this on Monday, and there's been no new news. So we just talk about last week. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, so... I, my theory, so so these ships, I don't know exactly what it's going to look like. They're going to be purchasable, though. Well, because of course, yeah. We, well, because, well, you know, you say of course, but the, the fact is, like, Malevolence and Negotiator are not something you can actually buy with money. Like, you can get, you can buy an awesome roster and get into a high-end guild and earn extra currency, you know, and do well in the raid. So you can kind of in that way buy currency, but you can't actually, you know, it, it doesn't matter if you spend a million dollars, you can't have a seven star negotiator, you know, True. before everyone else. 
and you know with with this uh if if they're going to have these capital ships as part of the requirements to uh, to unlock uh these galactic legends which who knows if they are but if if they are then like it would it would serve no purpose to make it so that you know, to put it behind like a big just currency wall because it wouldn't incentivize people to actually, you know, uh, quickly relic their teams. Like they could take their time because they'd know that it would take, you know, like four or five months to actually get it to seven stars to that point. True. But you could have said that about General Skywalker as well. <laughs> so yeah. I'm actually disproving my own point here when I said, of course they will. Um at this point, I've kind of given up trying to guess what CG is going to do or what makes logical sense because I don't always get it. Like, I still, to this day, do not understand why they did General Skywalker the way that they did. Uh, yeah, me either. It it just seems like it just pissed a lot of people off. And, like, I don't... I would have probably... You know, spent money. I, I would have spent money to, you know, get him. I was already pretty far along in the. You know, I could unlock him for free, but I, I would have spent money to unlock him, except when we found out that it cost, uh, it cost currency to get him. You know, past five stars, and the five star, it, it was like worthless. That that version was mostly worthless. Like, it, it just killed all motivation. And then, and then he came around again so early that I didn't even like there were a ton of people who didn't unlock him the first time who had him seven star before I did. Like, yep. Just pretty, pretty bad taste in my mouth. Um, you know, that, that was in my opinion, a huge misstep on their end. That being said, who knows? Like I, I tend to think that, you know, people say like, Oh, what CG does makes no sense. And I do think they just, they make mistakes sometimes. Um, I, I think that there are other times that we just don't see their point of view to the point that, you know, maybe that did make them a lot of money. It was just, um, it, it's not seeable by us. Like they, it impacted some other corner of the game that we didn't, that we're not necessarily associating with it. And, you know, that corner of the game made people buy more things. I don't, I don't know. That's true. Uh, yeah. There's so much that we don't know. Um, I just know for me personally, this would have been the second legendary that I was getting free to play or not legendary heroic journey, whatever you want to call it. Because I, I mean, technically I got Malik when he came out as well, just because I loved that Karth team. So I already had them geared up. Um, but since I got Malik, and he, I ended up spending money to gear him up because he was viable at uh, gear 11 when you first get him. Then you get Skywalker. and I mean, I could win, and I made him win. It took heavy relics to make him win. But it just wasn't... It, I mean, the team wasn't consistently viable. So it, it doesn't... It didn't force me to gear up General Skywalker fast enough that I would have spent on it. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It, it was a it was an a pretty frustrating turn of events. 
that being said, like if people could buy shards of General Skywalker super early on, I I also don't think I would have liked that because they, they could have charged, you know, they could have charged unreasonable amounts of money for shards and there would have been some people, definitely at least one guy on my shard, who would have just bought them immediately to get him seven stars. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, it's like, you know, a thousand crystals 10,000 crystals for five shards right. like you know I would not be surprised if anyways like I I don't know one thing I do love about this game and this is I guess this is related um I, you know I love this game the the thing I love about it is all the characters have been uh, unlockable for me at you know my level like I, I've always been able to unlock them and use them right away um you know, with the right planning. And I, you know, sometimes I do spend money, you know, I'd consider myself a dolphin, though I haven't spent much lately. Um, I, I do like that I've been able to get all these characters and it hasn't been like this crazy paywall that, you know, oh, sorry, it, if you don't spend a certain amount of money, you'll just never get this really important character. Like if, if I wanted to, eventually I can get any character for free. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that, you know, I've played many other games where you getting a character strictly comes down to you opening whatever chest, crystal, whatever it is, and you just have to hope that you get the character. That's why I liked this game at the start, is just, okay, I won't get this character right away, but I know eventually... I'm going to be able to farm him and get him, and I can guarantee you that he's going to be maxed on my team at some point. It's one of the perks of this game. Yeah, I you know, I, I guess you know we don't need to belabor the point too much. I just I I really like that this game is pretty open to you know if if you want to if you want to invest the time and effort into you know planning and figuring it out then. You know, it can, you can really benefit. Like, I, I like that everything is a good decision. It's like this other game that you and I play, um, you know, half seriously. I, I, I wouldn't even say half seriously, but, you know, AFK Arena, like, it, it's like I've wanted to have an Ascended Lucius forever, forever, <laughs> forever. And every time I want, you know, every time I take, I can take a step toward getting him, I do, but... I can't get him there. I've been trying forever, and it's it's impossible until I get the right string of luck. Yeah. Well, that's actually why I quit that game this week. Um, oh, did you quit? <laughs> I, I apparently don't pay attention to that game. I mean, I, yeah, you quit. Interesting. I did. <laughs> it's, like, it's like being broke up with on a talk show or something. <laughs> It's like, really? You you don't love me? <laughs> <laughs> and the whole crowd is jeering. But <laughs> um oh that yeah, I, I'm actually on my way out as well. So Yeah. yeah it's too much. But but the fact is, like that, that game was interesting in a lot of different ways, but you know, in a lot of games are like that. You just can't unlock characters unless you get lucky. And you know, you could spend a ton of money, and eventually, you can force that luck to happen. But you know, we're not going to spend thousands of dollars that would take me to get those characters. So, <laughs> right. Um. 
Anyways, we can move on to, uh, you know, what Grand Arena is going on this week. And 5v5 is wonderful. Um, you know, we're back playing in 5v5. And uh, how have you been doing so far, Solo? What have your results been? Oh, I well, it depends on the account. Right now we're talking about our main account. And I have seen better days. I can tell you that the uh, RNG has not been on my side at this point. So, here's to the all. <laughs> uh, my matchups have been, you know, quite ridiculous at some point because we've and we've talked about it on the show before about what adding relics does and where it can boost you. And so every matchup I have is against good opponents at this point. And so my, you know, the last round not talking about this round because of spoilers but the last round you know i went out i put up a really solid score um and i waited as long as i could before i attacked and my opponent just wasn't attacking and he ended up not attacking until i think an hour before uh the end of the round uh and then he ended up beating me by one just because he knew basically how many points he needed on the final attacks. Um, so uh, that's so frustrating. Yeah, uh, it is. It is. I, I really, and you know, it, it was Sunday, so I was able to hold back for as long as I could, but then at some point I had to attack before the last hour. So it was just one of those, all right, well now you're going to need, know everything you need to know. And unfortunately he took advantage of it. Uh, it, and that happens, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, I, you know, and the, I don't know, the, the debate, I guess, about, you know, these matchups. Um, you know, I, I personally, I've really liked the matchups. I've seen a lot of, um, you know, if, if, you know, it, it goes by GP, and it's like if you're ahead of someone in one area, usually that leads to a mismatch in a different area that they're ahead of you. And and I've I've really liked that. How do you feel about the the matchup system at this point? Uh, despite my results, <laughs> this Grand Arena, I actually still like the matchups. Um, if they were all just kind of cupcakes or walks in the park i think i would get bored of it and i honestly wouldn't care um but the way the matchups are right now i think that i'm paying more attention to how i'm placing teams how i'm using teams and it's a much more strategy driven game mode because i know every every round is a tough matchup um and the strategy is the part that I like. So even though we have ridiculous matchups at times, I, I actually like the way it's going. Cool. Yeah, I I really like it. I know that some people will say, you know, like, oh, these, this is so ridiculous. I actually, my, my last uh, round opponent was, you know, extremely salty. Uh, like, I was like, oh, hey, how, you know, good match and all, all this stuff. And he's... And instead of, like, actually talking with me, all he did was say, like, it wasn't fair. The matchup wasn't fair. 
So I'm not gonna, you know, like basically just totally copping out. Like, wasn't fair. You had more everything than me. I couldn't possibly have won. Right. And I, I don't know. I tend, I tend to think that, you know, I've had a lot of ridiculous matchups. I don't even look at GP disparity anymore because there's a lot of times that it's like it's still 500 k more than me you know that my opponent has or sometimes i'll have 700k more than my opponent but like that those matches are are probably the roughest because those guys are the ones with the most targeted um you know efficient rosters and so i i don't know i've been i do like the matchups the the matchmaking i should say yeah um so for my week I I have been doing decently. Um, I've I'm right now seven and zero. I won't tell you guys the results of my current match. Uh, I it is over though. Actually, I've made all my attacks. My opponent made all of their attacks. So nice to have an early finish to a match. Um, but uh, yeah, I've I've actually had an okay uh, time of Grand Arena so far. Um, uh, I, for a little bit, I was actually in contention. I was hoping that I could get, you know, top 10 or something like that. And it, that I think isn't going to happen. My last match, um, you know, the guy who was super salty and frustrated, um, I still, I wasn't able to clear all of his zones. I, I cleared three of them. Um, and even though I beat him. He, uh, I just couldn't clear that that one zone, and I think that that 180 points is going to make it so I can't finish top ten. I think that yeah. that's on its own. What, it. When you're making that run for the top ten, <laughs> every banner counts, which is a shame. Uh, yeah, you know, it, it's frustrating to some degree. I mean, and I, I guess, in a way, it's good because then today in my match, like. I, I just, you know, this is only a tiny, a, a minor spoiler. Like, I couldn't get enough shocks to to get the, you have to get 50 shocks. I played the shock debuff 50 times in two matches. And I got to, I think, 42 total. And I, I just couldn't do it. Couldn't. And, you know, that's worth, that's worth 50 banners, basically, you know, in terms of overall standing. So... You know, I'll just drop farther behind now, but like that would have been pretty devastating, you know, not being able to get that if I was still in contention for it. So, um, so I guess I'm okay with it. Uh, it's been a good run so far, though. Um, you know, and now we, we have, so we, we do these podcast questions. Um, you know, people come to our Discord server and ask us questions, um, you know, about random things. And, uh, you know, people have asked three different questions now um, this week, and all of them are actually fairly juicy. So uh, without further ado, you know, users are asking the following questions. Well, the first one is... Um, how do you know when it's time to leave your current guild and where to go or how, you know, what to look for in a new guild? <laughs> well, this is a convenient question for this week. Um, so I actually just changed guilds 
this weekend, right before Territory War started. Um, and it's honestly, it's nothing bad about the guild I was in. It was just for me, uh, I didn't like the raids. Uh, both of them, you know, both raid times were during the work day, and which meant a couple days a week, I was taking an hour out of my day during work, and that work needs to get done. So to hit the raids, I ended up working every Sunday, which just isn't fun. Um, so I, I switched because the raid times and the raids themselves just weren't convenient for me because to get these resistance characters, I want to be finishing in the top 10 of the Sith raid every time to get those rewards and to get those G12 plus pieces, um, you know, it's better that than having to spend money to compensate. So I guess what I would say is if you're thinking about a new guild, are you getting what you need out of your current guild? You know, if you can't hit raids, that <laughs> my problem's not your problem. And maybe you want to focus on territory battles. And if they're getting the max that you think you can get with your GP or with your roster or whatever it is, then your guild's probably great for you. If you're in a guild that you're putting in 110% effort and half the guild is not, well then maybe you want to find a guild that's putting in as much effort as you. You know, um, I was actually... The, you know, not just the guild recruiter, but our alliance recruiter for probably two and a half years. And the three main things I heard about was what are your guild times? How many stars are you getting in territory battles? And then the PvP people all said, how are you doing in territory wars? Um, so when you're looking for a guild, those are probably the three best things to ask about as well. And then, um, yeah, so from my perspective, that's kind of what I look for or at. And those are all important things. Um, you know, for me, raids, uh, I want, the main thing for me, I want to be able to unlock whatever new character it is, uh, is required um, as soon as possible. You know, if... if um, you know, the Kiati Mundi shards are very important to me. I want to be part of a guild that is actively working on, you know, getting, unlocking those shards as quickly as possible. Um, you know, I, I, I won't lie when I, when I say like, uh, you know, I, I've been with, I've been in the same guild as Solo for a really long time. We were, um, you know, we were part of uh, a guild, uh, 50 dead men Ewokin for a long time, you know, um, he was the guild leader and I was the territory war officer. And I, I came very, very close to uh, leaving the guild when no one was putting effort in on the Sith raid when it was new. Like, I desperately wanted Treya and we weren't even getting any shards at all for her for a long time because, you know, we were doing tier six and I was the only one doing damage, it felt like, you know, I... I you know, and Solo did a lot of damage and a few other people. And then, like, after you get to the top, like, the top four or five, like, there was, like, nothing, no effort at all. And part of that was just the raid sucked back then. 
it, you know, like they've made a lot of changes to make it a lot more approachable and interesting. Um, but initially it was just hard. And so for, for me, I want to unlock characters. And if everyone is working toward that, then I can be a little patient. If people aren't, then, you know, I'm going to consider leaving because I want to, you know, I want those characters on my roster. It's, it's important to me. Um, and, and so basically, like Solo said, like, if you're, you know, choose the things that you're happiest about. And frankly, like, you're not doing anyone any favors by just staying with your guild. And, you know, like, it, eventually that's going to come out. You're, you know, you're losing in territory wars, and that's really important to you. You're going to start being kind of a jerk to your, uh, you know, guild mates and saying, like, why aren't you guys putting forth more effort? Like, why would you make that attack? That was stupid, you know? <laughs> and, you know, like your frustration is going to boil through and you're, it, it's, if you're not enjoying it, like it, at the end, at end of the day, like it's a game and you should be enjoying it. And if it's, if there's something that's really important to you that your current guild isn't giving you, like, you know, I've, I've heard people say things like, man, I'm just staying with my guild. Cause I, I love those guys and they're so great. And I, I agree. All of my guilds have been full of really great guys. And the fact is, there are a ton of other guilds that ha are full of really great guys as well that you would become friends with and, you know, enjoy their company. So, you know, in my opinion, don't just like guild hop all the all over the place. Like you need that continuity. That's important. Guilds need that. But if you're really unhappy with the specific things that you, you know, want to target and it, it, that you want from that guild, then... Just do yourself and honestly your own guild, your current guild, a, a favor, and you know look for something else. In my opinion, yeah. Uh, that being said, that being said, like uh, Solo abandoned me. <laughs> I, you know, we were in the same guild, and I'm still in that guild. Um, he pieced out, and I don't really care about raids that much right now. I, I don't have time to hit them, anyways. Usually, so that's not a huge factor. You know, like it, it is a factor, but it's not the deal breaker, certainly. Yeah, you're interested in unlocking the characters faster, which I mean, I am too. But I'm more interested in gearing them faster, um, which is why I find the raid so important. Just because that's how you get the gear, or more importantly, the currency, um, which actually ran out of today for the first time in a long time. That shocked me. Need that guild currency. Oh yeah, that currency is important. I've I've actually kept a stockpile of five k, just as my baseline. But um, yeah, it's uh, it, it it is super important that, especially with relics, you need that. So, um, anyways, that those that's our thought on. You know, I, I'm not really trying to propose that everyone just, uh, you know, leave their guild. But, you know, it, in the end, you got to do what makes you happy. If it's a game, it's not real life. It's not like, you know, like, oh, well, I'm I'm obligated to take care of this person. You know, they're my child. I have to, I'm stuck with them. You know, it's like my this game is supposed to be fun. And, you know, for me, the fun is in 
you know, one thing for, for Solo, we, we find joy in a lot of similar things. We both love the strategy and everything uh, of different game modes, but, you know, we, we do appreciate specific things in the game differently as well. So, you know, that's one of the strengths of the game. There's lots of different facets. Yep. Um, so that's our answer. We're sticking to it for now. <laughs> Um, the, the next question is, I've seen plenty of varieties of Padme, uh, of, pa of the Padme team in Arena, both in modding styles and tunes used. Which composition do you both rate the highest for Arena, and do you prefer fast or slow teams? Yes. Um, well, ideally, if I'm in Arena, uh, Padme is going to... Is going to be Padme, Jedi Knight Anakin, General Kenobi, uh, Ahsoka, and then General Skywalker. And I was, I, I know everybody doesn't have General Skywalker, but that's ideal. Um, I could be any team, team I faced. Didn't matter speeds, didn't matter anything. Just go in and I could win. Uh, at the end of the Darth Revan meta, I was so bored with Darth Revan because we played with him for 10 months. I was just climbing with that Padme team just because it was something new and something different. Um, but if you don't have General Skywalker, because not everybody has General Skywalker, uh, you know, I really like having both Ahsoka and Shakti in the team. Because I, I think Shakti adds, when you're going up against Darth Revan, she can dispel any of the debuffs that are applied, and she heals, and she doesn't attack often, because you're mainly using her special, so when she finally gets a counterattack off, she'll counterattack and just completely wipe somebody out, because of all the stacks of courage that she's built up on her. Uh, it's actually kind of really fun using her. Uh, when it, we talk about speeds, I had mine, or still have my, my Padme, around 306. Uh, so it's a faster Padme. I know you can get a lot faster, but I would in no way call it slow Padme. I tried slowing Padme down, and I think I sent multiple curse messages to Zareth because he's like, well, you should at least try slow Padme, and so I did, and I think I wasted... 10 fights and just couldn't make it work. And so I'm of the opinion that over uh, you want a Padme over 300 speed. I I still think you didn't give it a full go. <laughs> I think that you you tried to you tried to fit your pre-existing team with um just slower mods and I think you needed to change your team comp, but um that's just my opinion. So you know. Yeah. No accusations here. <laughs> Just only passive aggression. That's the way to do it. That's that's this is the way. <laughs> <laughs> so you're back to the fast Padme, which which is great because you're you're winning with that. Right. You found that way. You found that method to win, and that's great. Yeah, it, it works for me. It works for how I have my team currently modded. Um, so I'm going with it. But I know you run completely different way to run Padme. Sure. Well, uh, you know, 
I've been experimenting with a lot. I initially had a really fast Padme, and you know, the the fact is, uh, it, Padme her, her different speeds are actually great for countering different things. Um, you know, you you ask about the Padme team in Arena before General Skywalker was a thing. I think that pad slow Padme was the way to go because you need to make sure that she goes after Darth Revan and Batstila. You have she has to do that because your whole team gets debuffed, and then she doesn't get feared by Darth Revan. Uh, you know the whole rest of the team does. So even though she's slower than everyone else, she still goes before everyone else. Um, you know just because everyone is feared. So when they take their turn, it's not actually a, a like a turn. You know they they just you know move on from uh, fear, and, and so Padme still goes first even though she's the slowest and everyone has like 50 debuffs on them and she's able to dispel all of those and all of those things that you're dispelling all those debuffs that you're dispelling turn into stacks of uh protection up and then when those characters take their turns those stacks of protection up then transition into courage and then you have a huge amount of hitting power immediately so um you know in my opinion the way to, the best way to run padme against darth revan is with slow Padme and the composition I would use, uh, you know, the one that I do use currently, I still have slow Padme because I like having, I love the idea of having a slow uh, character that's actually better so I can use my fast mods and other characters. Um, the composition that I currently use, and I know that it's shared by a lot of people, it's kind of cookie cutter, is, um, you know, the Padme trio, which is uh, Padme, Jedi Anakin, and General Kenobi. And then um, I, I use C-3PO against Darth Revan and Shakti. And, you know, Shakti has all that versatility that Solo was talking about. I don't need to rehash that. But, um, you know, that I think that's the best way to run it. However, once you... Uh, now that we're looking at the current meta, uh, you know, Darth Revan isn't around that much. I just see a bunch of General Skywalker. And Padme does way, way better if she's fast against that team, um, you know, so you want, and you want Grandmaster Yoda in there as well. Um, you know, he, Grandmaster Yoda does a, a crazy amount of damage and he does a lot of really cool things like all the foresight and things to make uh, Anakin or to make Skywalker, uh, you know, when is when he does his AOE, he misses the whole team and everything. Uh, like there's a lot of cool utility things for Grandmaster Yoda, but you have to have fast Padme, and you have to fast, have fast Grandmaster Yoda, and those are two characters that I currently run extremely slow. So that team is kind of anathema to me. <laughs> um, but but I actually genuinely think like it, for Arena, you know, and that's what the question is. I I think that right now fast Padme is better. I don't currently run it because I run other teams in Arena, uh, but. If you're going to run Padme in Arena, Fast Padme and Fast Grandmaster Yoda are going to make your life a lot easier. And that's my opinion. Lots of opinions tonight. <laughs> it's almost like we're running a podcast. <laughs> Similar, yeah. <laughs> uh, mostly I speak in fact, but... <laughs> Uh, no, that's you. Solo is always right. Exactly. Except for this next question. <laughs> so, somewhat. So the last one. I don't know how 
I don't know if the person asking this, if they knew of our, um, of our passive aggressive uh, contention here, but Night Sisters, it's been a long debate whether um, Asajj or Talzin is better, uh, you know, with their lead Zeta and everything for Night Sisters. So the question goes, uh, love the podcast, you guys, which is not a question. Uh, I am a 3.1 mil million GP player and can more closely relate to your alts, which is also not a question. Uh, I would love to know, you know, how to strategize your territory war defenses. I don't know if that copy pasted, right? Probably um, not. So it boils down to, I, I'm hoping you can put this debate to rest. Who is the better lead? Zeta Asajj or Zeta Talzin on defense in territory wars. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Talzin. And we, we have debated this forever. The answer is Talzin. Yeah. It's not a question. It's Talzin. Interesting. Yes. And here's why. First, let's knock off. Both leads give plus 30 speed. So sp- can ignore that part portion of it but Talzin is all about applying debuffs and just generally rolling over opponents even Talzin is the only leader where you can be on the brink of death and have one attack with zombie and all of a sudden your entire team is back within two turns because if you if somebody on your team dies and you attack with a basic and take out somebody else on the other team. One of your tunes is going to come back that can't after they came back from the death to assist, and then from there, if you're if you get lucky and it's Daka, she just brings back the entire team. You're getting increased potency. You're getting a ridiculous amount of increased turn meter gain. You're getting the chance to revive your entire team, which in Territory Wars or Grand Arena is a fantastic thing. Just imagine how demoralized somebody is if you take out three members of a Night Sister team. You even take out Daka first because you're doing it right. And then all of a sudden they have five back and you have to go in and kill five again. Talzin just provides so much and not only does she provide the speed but with the increased turn meter you're getting to go more often which is always a good thing as well plus when you're talking about Asajj ramping up her damage or Daka increasing her health based on her Zeta it's going to be the Talzin lead that's doing that and not the Asajj lead And those are great points. Uh, you know, I've said from the very start that I love Talzin, lead Zeta, uh, wonderful Zeta, really good. Um, and so I, I have a couple things to say here. Um, so first, I I will say that Asajj has, the thing I love about Asajj is she increases offense. And like Asajj plus Spirit is such an amazing combination. Like Spirit does she already hits like a truck, like a, a big old truck and Asajj makes it even crazier. Um, you know, I love that about Asajj. She really spools up the damage. Um, that being said, and I think this is going to surprise Solo, I actually think that in today's game landscape, 
I think that the Zeta Talzin lead is better, in fact, <laughs> than Asajj's. Because it's true. You have finally given in to the dark side. Well, you know, before you gloat too much, <laughs> I think that I do still believe Asajj was better previously. Back when we were just at gear 12, I think that she was better because you needed that extra damage on you know from spirit spirit in a lot of ways like that that was the reason i won a lot of defenses with that team was my spirit had a huge amount of damage and asajj just dialed it up and i you know spirit was able to one shot a lot of characters um which wasn't possible with talzin and there were a lot of different counters to talzin at that time um you know and the counters haven't necessarily gone away but in my opinion like you needed that damage that that damage was the reason night sisters were able to win on defense and nowadays uh like you can you can just relic your characters for more damage if you want like uh, but you can't you can't relic your characters for more potency <laughs> and and honestly like talzin does have a lot of really good strengths that have always been good strengths like it's hugely tilting when you know, you're attacking with a team and you're like, oh man, this is great. All I have to kill is Asajj and Zombie. And Asajj is almost dead. So Zombie takes a turn, she does her basic, and Spirit pops out of nowhere and just kills someone. And then suddenly it revives someone else. And, and like the whole team just comes back. It, it's it's hugely demoralizing and tilting and most people can't pull, you know, pull back from that. And so... I, I do think in this landscape, Talzin is the better lead. Like, it kills me to say it because Solo's going to just rub it in forever. But, <laughs> it, you know, I think, I think I would be foolish to continue to stubbornly hold my ground. Asajj lead, still wonderful, still good. I think that Talzin in the Age of Relics is better. Yeah. You you know what's truly awful and amazing with the Talison lead is you know, you, you go up against Talison, you take out Daka first cuz you're like, well, you have to take out Daka first cuz she's just going to revive anyone I kill. And then every time a night sister attacks, Daka pops up to assist in the attack and then stuns your entire team. And Daka hasn't even come back from the dead. And yet she has stunned your entire team and you just lost because Night Sisters got two turns for your one turn. Yeah, it, it truly is like it, it's so obnoxious to face it and to, um, you know, even when I'm using it against someone else, you know, I, I I won't say I feel dirty. There's a lot of things in this game that, you know, feel like cheating. It, it's, it, it's truly fun, though. It's really enjoyable to like get all those stuns off. I, I do really like Talzin lead, and I've said that from the start. But yeah, um, Asajj is kind of just being pushed to the back, in my opinion. Um, unfortunately, that that being said, if if we get a new raid, and we're, the question wasn't about a raid, it was about PvP. Um, but you know, Asajj is still a prime candidate potentially for being amazing and that whatever the next rate is just because of you know a lot of different factors but she you know all of the turn meter reduction 
that she can do with her team like that that may end up being very relevant for another raid so i don't think asajj is you know that that lead is going to be wasted or anything if every if everyone has it um but you know i i would recommend in general that if someone were to put a leadership zeta on one of their characters now i would recommend talzin uh, you know and my alt actually still has the asajj uh zeta so <laughs> unfortunate there but and you know what you get it's funny that you talk about that turn meter removal because my biggest problem with the asajj lead is it's not a guaranteed turn meter removal you only have a 50 percent chance to remove it where with the talzin lead if a debuff is resisted you are guaranteed to gain the turn meter on her lead and so you know, I might like Asajj more if it was a guaranteed chance to remove turn meter. Even if it was, you know, 20% on a guaranteed chance. Even if it's a guaranteed um, chance to remove, say, 10% turn meter for when you do damage. That would be fantastic. But right now, it's a 50% chance. And with the way that a true random number generator works, that 50% chance could show you five attacks in a row where you don't remove turn meter. And so it's just too iffy. Meanwhile, with Talzin, you're either applying stun or you're gaining turn meter. You're applying plague with a AOE or you're gaining 25% turn meter. There, there is no chance that you don't gain the turn meter. It's either apply debuff or gain turn meter. It's a guaranteed action. Yeah, you you get a benefit regardless. Um, you know, and and I can get behind that. You know, gained turn meter is in a lot of ways like reducing your your opponent's right. turn meter. So, you know, I'm I can buy that. Um, you know, it if a character can't be stunned, uh, it, it doesn't matter. We don't need to go over <laughs> this. I yeah, I I do. I love both of them. I lo I still love Night Sisters. So fun. Agreed. Um, they're kind of transitioning. They're, they're slowly transitioning to be a more offensive squad. Though I've I've been using them actually to trick people lately. Um, you know, and I, I guess I didn't share this previously. Like um, my my last my last round opponent. You know, I'm fairly proud of this, uh, and now it's going to sound really lame because I'm <laughs> building it up. But um, so looking at my opponent's Grand Arena history, they. Um, they they always put General Skywalker on defense, and uh, they didn't really have a way to uh, beat General Skywalker. The only way they could do it is by two shotting it using Padme first, and then um, you know just using a cleanup squad later. And uh, you know so first off, I I question how wise that is. If you can't beat General Skywalker in one hit, like. You're go you're, you have a planned uh, twenty banner deficit. Like it, it seems that seems foolish to me. But yes. um, it, you know, like looking at their teams, I, I was like, I don't think their Padme can beat me, and I know their Commander Luke squad can't beat me. They're only relic like three or four. Like definitely not going to one shot me. And and so what I did, I put Skywalker in the back zone and in front of them. I put, I, I recombined, all of my Night Sisters are kind of spread out in, in my current defensive setup, but I combined, I brought the band back together. I put all of my Night Sisters in the zone right in front of, uh, right in front of Skywalker. 
and I knew from history that my opponent loved to use Padme against Night Sisters. And in fact, after looking at all of his uh, different, you know, teams that he used, I didn't think that there was a team he had that could actually beat my Padme. Uh, or, sorry, not my Padme, my Night Sisters, uh, other than Padme. And so I put the Night Sisters in front, and predictably, you know, he he killed that Padme squad in one shot. Uh, he killed the Grievous squad that was in front of it in one shot, and then he tried one time against my Skywalker, didn't do a dent. And that's how I ended up winning because he didn't have any teams that could take Skywalker out, you know. And, and so Night Sisters can make great bait if if you want to do that, if you want to use them that way. Yeah, I, I well, I'm actually using Night Sisters as uh, the Night Sisters aren't the bait. My Darth Revan team without Malak or Bastil is the bait. I'm trying to get people to draw, you know, draw out their Padme with my Darth Revan. So I'm not expecting to actually get defenses with this team, but my goal is, or at least was for a couple of rounds, get them to use Padme on that Darth Revan squad, because Padme can easily beat this Darth Revan without Bastel or Malak. Then in the zone behind, they're going to run into a Night Sister team that you need a Stark at 314 or higher to beat them. So if you... If you have a Stark over 314, you know, you can just probably cruise through my Night Sister team. Um, but not many people have Stark that fast. And if you don't, you just used Padme against Darth Revan. <laughs> um, you know, so I'm trying to use them as a trap as well. Yeah, which is, you know, you got to get creative. And you know, Night Sisters have still have a lot of flexibility. They're not, they're not the defensive stoppers that they used to be, uh, but they they're still very relevant. They kill General Grievous squads. Um, you know, Geonosians they destroy. Um, but you know, Commander Luke teams. I would like to see. You know, you don't ever see Commander Luke teams on defense really, unless someone's going full defense. But um, you know, I, I wonder. Actually, I'm guessing that a, a similarly reliced and modded uh, Night Sisters team would probably still run circles around a Skywalker, a Commander Luke Skywalker. They team. do, I can tell you, because um, you know, in Grand Arena, we don't usually see CLS on defense, but Territory Wars, I'm actually finding CLS on defense more and more common. Um, and it's usually like one zone, not a double zone. But I'm still seeing CLS every once in a while in Territory Wars, where we went for probably a two-year stretch and you never saw CLS on defense. Um, so he's making a, yeah. he's making a comeback. I, I think with Territory Wars, since apparently this is going to be the Territory War episode, um, with Territory Wars, yeah. we've gotten to a point where you have so many teams that are fantastic for offense that you can start putting Padme on defense or CLS on defense or two zones of Darth Revan on defense and still have enough to not only clear your opponent, but clear it with direct, you know, direct counters or hard counters or super meta teams, even though you put one of these super meta teams on defense as well. 
Yeah. Um, agreed. Like it, it's, it's been a, it's been an interesting thing to see the fluidity of, you know, through which, uh, you know, territory wars is gone. Like it, it used to be pretty rigid of what teams you needed for offense versus defense. Um, you know, we used to actually run Commander Luke on defense did. to throw people off because because no one no one ever faced it, and they, you know, sometimes they panic and like throw Jedi training Ray on that, and sometimes you win, but it's it's like a fifty fifty shot back then at least. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, it's uh, it, it's been interesting though. Now, you, in some ways, you know, you were talking about territory wars being less. Uh, or rather more rigid, like you always see Grievous, you always see Newt. But then the other slots are a lot of times just kind of open to, you know, like what, you know, you could see almost anything, frankly. So, yeah. You know, Commander Luke or Padme or General Skywalker or Darth Revan, Jedi Revan, all the meta teams. Not Treya, though. Don't ever use Treya on defense. No, no you definitely should not. Yeah, that's a mistake. <laughs> So, um, anyways, uh, we, we, we have alts and, um, you know, Solo, you were referencing your own alt. We both play them in Grand Arena. How did your alt do? How has it, how has it been doing? Uh, I am perfect so far. My opponent hasn't attacked me this round, but judging by my opponent's, uh, Grand Arena history, he's never scored as much as... I just scored this round, so I'm going to go ahead and say that I'm likely going to be 8-0 at this point. Um, nice. I mentioned it last week. I am just going full-bore offense, and I mean every team I attack with is a meta team. Um, and I'm, I'm not going with a heavy defense. Uh, you know, most of my relics are on my attacking teams, and I'm I'm just basically overpowering people. I I don't have the energy to worry about a second, like, uber-strategic strategic, uh, defense. So I'm just kind of throwing my defense out there. If you look up my GAC history, it's going to be the same eight, eight teams, just maybe moved around because I can't remember how I had them placed. Um, and then I just go out and roll through every team that's in front of me basically which is a super fun way to play it it really is there's a lot less it's a lot less stress like right now i try and come up with a defense and that means like darth revens on defense or i split off you know a padme team or or i'm putting something on defense that i want to use for offense and it just gets stressful when somebody either knowingly or unknowingly plans where you can't use one of your offensive teams for offense and you're just kind of stuck there. Yeah, I hear that. It can be stressful. I, I tend to have three B level teams that I have to use, but you know, and if I can't use them to counter, then I'm probably not going to full clear or at least not efficiently. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, that's basically the same as me because I want to make my offense stronger. And I've honestly just been contemplating, should I go full on like my alt and just, you know, next round, 
just say, screw your defense, I'm taking all these teams with me and I'm going to have fun. And I'm kind of leaning that way at this point. <laughs> May as well, honestly. Uh, you know, you can... That I think that would be a really interesting approach. Like, like just, you know, <laughs> yeah. see if you can just demolish your opponents. I, I want to see that. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's funny because on my alt account today, on today's attack, I got to the end and I still hadn't even used Jedi Knight Revan. And all my teams were used up or dead. And I was like, I just went through this entire... And Jedi Knight Revan's fantastic for banner regen. I just ended up never needing to use Jedi Knight Revan. And it's because I brought nine attack teams. Uh, one of them was troopers. And my I was able to use my trooper team to take out their Django team. And then didn't even need Revan. Awesome. <laughs> Which is, that seems so crazy, though. It does. It does. And I felt strange doing it, but I got to the last three teams, and I was like, all right, well, I need General Skywalker for uh, their Darth Revan team. I used Darth Revan for their General Grievous team because it was General Grievous plus Watt. And then the last team, I had both CLS and Jedi Knight Revan left over, and I was like, well... One of these isn't getting used, so I used CLS because I just did a three-man attack and to get 62 banners. And so Jedi Knight Revan just kind of sat there. And he's one of the best teams on offense that you can use because you can get 60. You can, right. you know, oh, yeah. banners you fit. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, cool. Your alt's dominating. That's it fun. Is. Just a couple more, and he'll actually just make Kyber outright. That's pretty wow. <laughs> That's hilarious. You know what the funny part is? Um, because it's my alt, I just I don't play the account as much as my main. Um, so I've missed out on a couple of the fleet arena win feats. I'm going to miss out on the current arena win feat just because I, I don't need that many wins to get into place <laughs> every day. And so uh, I'm not going to get 18 arena wins. Uh, so I think on my alt to make Kyber, I think I actually have to go 11 and one. Like I legitimately have to go 11 and one to make Kyber. <laughs> Which you're normally it's 10 and two. Right. So that, that's, that's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, we talk about how Kyber's elite again this time. I have to be like the elite of the elite just to make it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, whereas with my alt, I can, I think I can go eight and four. Ugh. I mean, maybe now I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm getting into the bigger to the higher up um, levels. I maybe I need to go like nine and three. Yeah. You know, without much effort, I don't do the feats or anything unless I accidentally do them so anyways uh my own alt is um is it six and one i lost the finals last week and it was a i don't know it was a very strange match the guy basically he got a perfect score on my defense which it's not a very strong defense i do the same thing as solo i just take all my good teams for offense i do have a couple good teams on defense and I don't 
I don't know. I need to actually look at my opponent's Grand Arena history because I I don't know how he could get the score he did. <laughs> I like I think I dropped a total of like six banners and he beat me by ten. Oof. Like and he had you know, he, he did save a lot for offense, but I, I don't know. I, I should actually look before I accuse. And I just, it's my alt, so I've just been disinterested. I'm like, well, if he cheated, he cheated. <laughs> but like, I, I should look and report it if that was actually a thing. Though, though to be honest, it, I guess it is possible. Maybe he did. Maybe he's just a really good player, you know. Um, but I'll, I'll look. I, I will verify. So, um, that being said, six and one is pretty good. Uh, my, I've actually had two matches where. I've just, it's been auto-deploy defense, which is annoying. So. I hate those. Yeah, hate it. Worst thing ever. If you're going to do that, may as well just put really, really easy teams on defense so that your opponent gets, you know, extra banners or something. Right, yeah. Well, we've talked about it a few episodes back of, you know, some people just want to watch the world burn. <laughs> They do. And I want to watch them burn. <laughs> um, so uh, the last segment that we have is what are we doing to prepare for a grand arena? So um, I know you've been busy. You've been sending me all these screenshots of all the different gear you're applying. What have you been doing solo? Uh, well, my quote unquote grand arena prep honestly has nothing to do with grand arena and it has everything to do with the Galactic, Galactic Legends chase. Uh, this week, I got, you know, both or all three, Rayfin and Resistance Trooper. They're up to where they need to be for new Ray. And then I also brought BB-8 up to G-13 because I figured there's no way that BB-8's not required for future Ray. And even if he ends up not being required... I only needed to give him one piece, so I basically gave him one piece for eight speed. Um, that's basically all I did this week is chase the Galactic Legend. <laughs> what about you? Uh, what were you doing to prepare this week? I'm just hoarding. <laughs> I, I like I've done almost nothing. Let's see. I got my Arc Trooper from Relic Four to Relic Five. Because he needs to be at least five. Gosh, I want him to be seven, but I, it's that's gonna have to wait for a few months. Um, especially because I need my Grievous up to seven. He's only a five. Gosh, uh, lots to yep. do. But I got my I got my Kylo Ren unmasked up to Relic five. He was Relic four, and I got my First Order Executioner up to Relic two. He was Relic one, and that's it. <laughs> like nothing else. I guess uh, I did gear Holdo up to like gear eleven or something randomly. Oh, there you go. But, yeah, that's not going to do me much good at all. But I had all the gear, and she's going to be a mandatory gear, uh, you know, sync anyways. I'm going to have to get her to gear twelve or thirteen, depending on what her ship does. So, right. You know, I, I had I randomly had like five stun guns sitting around, so I threw them threw a couple to her. Um. 
That's it. I've I've done almost nothing on my account. I'm just letting it, you know, I'm I'm buying three refreshes from the cantina every day. I'm buying that much uh, of relic materials and I'm just hoarding them. I'm up to I'm past I think I'm at 160 of the two more common ones and then I'm at like 80 of the um, blue one. So nice. Yeah, pretty soon I'm about I'm about to purchase uh, another uh, fifty of them from the weekly store, so that'll be that'll be wonderful. Uh, and that's that's it. So uh, let's see, our show's gone on just a little bit long, like all of our shows do. Um, <laughs> so so uh, the very last segment here, um, you know, Solo and I really love Grand Arena. Uh, we you know we love this game, and we we have a lot of different resources that you guys can use that we think are legitimately good. It, you know, they're not just like token, like, oh, yeah, we do that. But, you know, like we actually put effort into them. And, you know, I think they can be really helpful. Um, and Solo will tell you all about them. Yeah, we have, well, we have three main things. Uh, the first, we kind of talked about it earlier. We have a Discord server that's up and running. We have a lot of great people on the Discord server. It's not just Zareth and I answering questions. There's a lot of people that have finished Kyber, every Grand Arena Championship. Everyone's friendly. Everyone's there to uh, help when you have questions. Then we also have, both of us have YouTube channels, and we're recording every one of our fights so you can see wins and losses. Uh, And you can find us by just searching our names. When you go into YouTube and type our names, Zareth is X-A-E-R-E-T-H. I'm S-O-L-O-B-A-S-S-1-5. We will also have links to our pages down in the description below this uh, podcast. And then finally, and probably the most useful, is we... After we record our videos, after we post them to YouTube, we then timestamp the videos with each one of our fights, and we throw those fights into a Google Doc. And in that Google Doc, it's we call it a counter sheet, because you are going to get to see how we counter every team we come up against. Literally every team that we've come up against in Grand Arena is going to be on that sheet. You're going to see the five members of the team that we faced, You'll see the, well, however many members of the team that we used to face them. And then directly to the right, there's going to be that timestamp link. So you just click a link and you can see the actual battle itself. You can see what turns we used. You can see uh, how we approached the fight. And more importantly, you can see what we didn't do. And for the most part, we only put our wins up there. Uh, So if you click on a link you're going to see a team that counters the team that we were facing. Uh, There are one or two instances where we put a loss or not a full clear, but it was because, well, mainly because people had asked about one team versus the other and just kind of, it's there and you can tell. Uh, Again, that link to that's going to be in the podcast description. It's, A link to that is in all of our YouTube videos, and so it should be easy enough to find. And with that, I think that's um, 
Time to call it a week, Sarah. I think so, Solo. Yeah. Um, so stay tuned, guys, for our next episode where we um, discuss more things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, like at least two more things. <laughs> at least. We might even discuss territory wars that we'll probably won't be paying much attention because it's territory battles right. that week. Yeah. It will be our final week of this uh, championship five, you know, in 5v5. And then we'll start speculating on what our next uh, our next Grand Arena is going to be. So maybe we'll do 3v3. Who knows? Yeah. Um, or, or maybe they'll maybe they'll do 4v4. <laughs> that wouldn't be that interesting. No, 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 I, it would I, not. I think that would just be a yeah. Uh, anyways, guys, thanks so much for watching. Have a good week. Have a good week, everyone.